0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody and welcome to episode 138 of the Australian Seller Podcast. A couple of weeks ago I was on a panel discussion with Jamie and Michael from the Endgame Network called Fly on the Wall and one of the other guests was a guy called Michael who spoke about his recent exit and I was totally fascinated by his story, and he kindly agreed to come on the show and chat about his experience. Now, he started selling in 2019, had every disaster imaginable thrown his way, but he pushed through and exited his Amazon business with his wife a couple of months ago. It's a great story. I really encourage you to listen right through to the end. Now, you simply must come to the Amazon Collective Mastermind that Regina and I are holding in June this year between the 18th and the 22nd of June in beautiful Ubud, Bali. You'll be joined by our invited VIP guests, Kirsty Verity, Leo Segovio, Bradley Sutton, and the one and only Steve Simonson. Uh, And in previous events, we've had VIP attendees like Jamie from the Endgame Network, the Bearded One, Norm Farrar, Paul Barron, and the one and only Amy Weiss. So to apply, simply head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Barley, where you can read all about the trip and apply to join. Now, don't forget to join the Facebook group. All you got to do is head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook, and I'm still offering private coaching, of course. So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. And lastly, if you own or work for a consumer products brand and need some help setting up or running your Amazon business, feel free to get in touch with me. I've got an agency. It's called Atmosphere. That's A-M-A-S-P-H-E-R-E.com.au. And I am an official Amazon service provider. All right, let's crack on with the show. Here's Michael. Back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. And today I'm thrilled to have Michael Gow with us from well, Michael, I'm not sure where you're from, but you are an Amazon seller. So maybe which town are you in at the moment?
1: I'm from uh, Sydney,
0: actually. All right. That's where you are right now. That's right. Beautiful. I'm down here in Melbourne. Um, how are you going? Yeah, good. Doing good, thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. We jumped on uh what was it, Fly on the Wall with Jamie and Michael and a bunch of other people. A couple of weeks ago now wasn't it that was really funny yeah, i think that was actually the first time that we met
1: yeah i think so yeah,
0: it was yeah i don't know whether we met in sydney last year at southern seller fest maybe our paths crossed i can't remember but um that's all right we've got you on the show today and i wanted to get you on because you, you from you know when we were on flying the wall meeting the other day we were we, you were talking about how you'd exited your business um and grown a business yep. an we'll amazon be- business pretty big one and had a pretty nice exit now you're growing another yep. one so that's right, going, that's right, yeah. Going around again. Anyway, so do you want to introduce yourself to start with and just tell us about how you got into e-commerce and Amazon and what were you doing before all that started happening for yeah, you? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, look, I actually was um, in corporate, um, in, in finance, mm-hmm. and um, kind of came across uh, the Amazon opportunity on, on, as, as a YouTube uh, right. ad. And uh, I was I was feeling a bit, uh, you know, I didn't really know whether I wanted to continue long-term in corporate, you know, the long hours and mm. and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And kind of was, didn't know what I was looking for, but I was looking for a, like a side hustle type of opportunity. Um, and then when I came across this, you know, Amazon FBA, I just thought it ticked a lot of boxes and the rest of like the history is like, So yeah, So who's, whose right. ad was it? Like which...
0: You were saying it was like a YouTube ad or something or a video ad.
1: Oh, look, there was a few. There was a few of them. Um, okay, you know, there was a few. Like there was an Aussie guy. There was a few American guys. I think it's just funny yeah. because, like, you know, when you when you're looking for things in YouTube, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden all these ads start targeting you, of course. And then, yep. you know, there's you get trading ads and you got Amazon ads and stuff. No, I'm not really into the forex trading type of thing. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Crypto and all the other yeah things that are going around, but Amazon is a genuine opportunity if you get it right. Not a, you know it doesn't work for everybody, but if you know what you're doing, things can go pretty well. And I, you know what I'm saying lately is that the most successful Amazon sellers that I'm coming across are all ex finance people. Yeah, one of the interviews that I did recently was with Zadrunas from Lithuania, and he's like an ex mathematician and a banker and stuff. I think it was in banking. I can't remember, but um, yeah, finance, finance. If you've got a background in finance then I think that holds you in good stead. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Maybe you're I think your
1: finance and also I would say um, product management type of people as well. I think yeah. finance probably because, you know, obviously you'd, you'd probably be quite commercial-minded. Mm. Um, yeah. And, I mean, having said that, finance is quite a broad area. I would say, you know, in, in the kind of the wealth and the investment space, yeah, you'd be quite, uh, you know, commercial in terms of, you know, ROI and stuff like that. Um, but That's then product management, I think, you know, maybe a lot of tech type of people, tech folks would, would, would be, would find this quite beneficial as well.
0: Me too. Yeah. Logistics as well, maybe. Mm. Anyway, how long, when did you start? When did you actually start then to to sort of, you know, set up an Amazon seller account and start selling on Amazon? It's about
1: 2000, 2019.
0: Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that was, yeah. which which marketplace did you? Oh, just the US. Yeah. All right. Straight and to the US. Fantastic. So you got yourself an, a seller account, and then you're like, right, what am I actually going to sell? On what product yeah. am I going to sell? So I believe that you created your own products or something. We were talking about papers. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that's right. that's- do you want to talk us through that process? And, you know, obviously, you don't, you don't have to
1: t- say what the product is, but yeah, of course, you- of hmm. Look, I, I guess um, in terms of how I found the products, I. um, you know, as I mentioned, from a from a finance investment uh, management background, so you know, there's a concept of like value investing, and you know, you're looking for really, I guess, undiscovered gems. And and I and I figured, you know, so many so many dudes might want to, you know, launch a supplement company or something like a gym company or something like that, or something that's very mainstream. And I always I always thought, you know, what what if I find something that's really unsexy that um yeah. You know, a lot of people just probably overlook. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I got into.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, the kind of products that you don't want to tell your mates you sell down at the pub kind of products.
1: Well, like, it's not so much that you don't want to sell. You, like, I'm not, I'm not selling any adult products or anything like that. <laughs> okay, But it's, it's certainly just things that you, you, you'd see in your day-to-day life and you just don't think anything of it, And it's. Yeah,
0: did you did you invent something then, or did you just create something like a something that was better than what was already on the market?
1: Yeah, it's just something that's better than what's on the market. Nice work. So, so what was your process? looking at yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think a lot of it comes down to looking at, looking at reviews, yeah, yeah. and just looking at, a, at an object and thinking about what, you know what are the keywords, who's the who's the person using such a product, and you know looking at a product and starting from the bottom, like centimeter by centimeter, like what's you know what? What does what does the product feel like? What does it look like? You know, depending on what it is like, what does it smell like? And mm. just thinking, you know, what are all the possible things that that could be improved about this thing? With with uh, of course with reference to reviews, yeah. Negative. So reviews. We, were you actually then
0: like buying those products from Amazon and having them sent to you and looking at some of these competitive competitors' products, or?
1: oh yeah you just, have to do that yeah yeah you have yeah.
0: to absolutely so what category did you end up sort of selling it in the end or was it many many categories lots of different just products? in the health and household okay and then yeah. how many SKUs did you end up with you know when you sold
1: i had um about seven SKUs, but you know a few of them were just variations so yeah, not okay. that many products just if you just you know with SKUs, and that's the thing you don't really need that many products
0: no, as long as they're selling. <laughs> so did you have that classic thing though where it was a bit of an 80-20 where you know, 20% of your inventory was just killing it and you know, the, the rest of them were sort of doing okay but not going berserk?
1: Yeah, I'd say maybe more like 70-30. Okay. That's a pretty good ratio. Yeah,
0: yeah nice yeah. one.
1: So you've researched the product, you created
0: the product. Where did you source your products from? I just found some from Alibaba. Yeah. So from China. Okay. And then, what about things like packaging and presentation and, and all of
1: that? Oh look, it's I didn't really care that much about packaging. I just it was pretty it was pretty basic packaging. Yeah, it's, right. it was it certainly wasn't a, a key selling
0: point for me. Okay, yeah, fair enough. What about things like product photography? Did you shoot any videos? You know, how did you do your copywriting? Who did that for you? Did you do it? There's a lot of questions in that one question.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, well, I mean, I'll answer, I answer them by you know step by step. So the ph- photography, I just got a a, um, a local photographer to just shoot them all. Okay. Um, listings, I actually did myself. Nice. And that's just with with you know like tools like Zonguru and Helium 10. Yeah. And just yeah, you know, just cutting it out. Making sure that it reads well as well—that's
0: the main thing. It's so hard to strike that yeah. balance between keyword optimization, you know, Amazon SEO, and and humans who are going to have to read this copy. Yeah, of, that's yeah, right. Trying to trying to get all your key phrases in there. There was a tip that I picked up once when I was uh, when I used to do SEO for Google. We used to use punctuation, mm. so you'd have you might have some kind of crazy keyword like I don't know, torch for sale Melbourne or something. And so we would what we would do is we'd write content where we go, um, if if you're looking for the best you know, torch for sale or something like that, and then we go full stop, yeah. Melbourne-based, we da-da-da-da-da, and that way we get the torch for sale Melbourne kind of keyword in there. So we'd use punctuation because yeah. Google ignores punctuation like commas and full stops and things. It just yeah, says right, okay. blocks of text. I don't know. If it's probably a bit smarter now than what it was back then, but they used to work for us. I don't know about Amazon's algorithm though. Maybe I should check that. Anyway. <laughs> How did you validate your products? Like, How did you know that they were going to work for you financially? Um,
1: look, I, th- I think it's just seeing what the average price is and trying to go around that price, plus, but then have a better offer. All right. So I generally don't want to take a punt on things. So there just needs to be a good margin of safety, I think, yeah. when launching products.
0: What's your margin?
1: the worst look- case scenario of a product. Yeah, sorry to go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, what's your margin typically look like? on the products that you sell from, you know, get I, mean, I, I, I generally don't
1: want anything less than 30%.
0: Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, when you launched your first, was it just one product or did you actually launch some? I launched, a few. I launched a few. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. And then what kind of MOQs did you have? So you've ordered the products that have been shipped.
1: I've, I've always just, I mean, look, I, I think there's two school. there's a the few schools of cap, right? I mean, some people like to go and launch like, you know, an entire container to go with oh you can't run out because you lose velocity. But then um I've I've just been pretty conservative in, in my approach. I've I've launched things and then you know waited for a few reviews to come in and then a follow up with a very big order. Yeah. Um so for me it was kind of just like placing multiple bets and then yeah. seeing how that kind of seeing how that goes and then double down.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And then with the different, um, I'm assuming it was like, you said multiple skews, so it was at two or three to start with? Mm. Yeah.
1: So it's just, then, it was just with variations as well. So you've got, a, you've got a bit of a mix. Yeah.
0: And what kind of variations? Have? Was it like size or color or style? or oh, Just color. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of color like variations it. for a lot of clients. Yeah. Um, so and so you yeah, so smaller smaller moqs. Um, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you on that. I've got a client who shipped to two containers.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell you what they were what was in those containers, but they were very big. And they landed with Amazon. I think it was about April last year and they've still got about out of the 600 units or 700 units that were shipped in. Um, they've still got about 260 in stock with Amazon. It's yeah, it's it's it hurts. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: products. I think I think some like newbie sellers they get pressured by the suppliers to order more than they than they they would like. Yeah. Um. But that's you just got to push back. I think. Um. Yeah. You know. Oh, we can only do. You know, five thousand units for your first order, and you and you, because a lot of people fall in love with the product that they sell. That's right. And they're like, oh, I want to launch this thing so badly. So, and, and then its rationality just goes out the window. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas you got you got to just be rational about it and, and and be commercial about it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just small. I'm I'm a huge fan of small bets. You know, the little bullets, fire bullets before cannons. Mm. You know. Yeah. And you can aim. always um,
1: exactly right. That's the, I think I think um, I forget where I heard it from, but it was like kind of getting the musket. Um, <laughs> you know, firing a few shots of the musket before the, the heavy cannon comes in. You know, so. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Just get your aim. Yeah, make sure it's it's sharp. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about, okay, so these products have landed. You mentioned that you wait for a few reviews before you kind of order, uh, you know, perhaps a, a larger quantity of the second time around. Yeah. How did you launch your products? You know, you're, I'm, I'm sort of thinking back to you in 2019. You're a brand-new seller on Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was your approach?
1: Look, it was, I mean, back then it was just PPC. Obviously, for the new brand, it was going to be a bit more sophisticated with like off Amazon-related avenues but it was purely just ppc just doing the doing the homework before launching and then seeing um you know what are the gaps and even even going at a skew level and saying all right well this product against this competitor at this price point you know how's that competitor ranking from from a keyword perspective and how can i Mm -hmm. just you know go pretty hard on um bidding for those keywords yeah
0: what was your sort of price on your products on what was the sort of the average price
1: yeah expensive expensive okay
0: so, so what are we talking about over, over 100 bucks yeah yeah that's good i like over 100 yeah. products it always yeah. seems to leave you a lot more margin doesn't it with for your advertising you just cuz you got such yeah, a lot right. margin yeah yeah so you mentioned 30% if you're selling something obviously at 100 bucks you got 30 dollars to play with you can yeah. you can get a few you can get a lot of visitors to your to your listing you know, using
1: up. 20 yeah, bucks because I mean, you got, yeah, got to factor in. Yeah, uh, you got to factor in returns. You know, PPC. So I think people playing too thin. Um, look, you can, you can. It's still, it's still a higher ROI than the stock market, but you know, you're just going to burn through cash. Like, very, you're going to have to keep putting in fresh capital into to the yeah. business. Whereas, you know, if you have a healthy margin, you can just keep recycling that 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 money. Just keep rolling it.
0: Exactly. So, how did, did you bootstrap yours
1: all the way, or did you borrow any money? Yeah. No, 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 no borrowings um, for yeah. this brand. Next brand, I want to go pretty hard okay. um, with maybe some, you know, whether it's debt or or maybe some equity raising. We'll see how we go. Right.
0: Like, you're thinking about taking on a partner, or you're just, just going to try to go to a bank, or I don't know. Pioneer, I believe, has uh, seller finance now as well. It's just launched in Australia. That's worth having a chat to them.
1: Yeah it's it's interesting because um, some of the I find the, the, the payment providers they the, the interest rates are very, very high. Um, and then there's a lot of fees as well. So I'm not particularly keen on paying like you know 30 percent interest on money. Yeah. Um, I think whereas I think finding the right partner, so using our own capital to begin with and then yeah. you know having a proven business and then going to a partner and showing those numbers, I yeah. think is it's more flexible, right? Because with with equity financing it's 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 I mean it's dividends are discretionary. So mm. we can we can we can continuously like grow the business without having this um you know, this debt burden and
0: Yeah. But you know, sometimes that can definitely work if the margins are there. But um, yeah, yeah on sure. who you are. Yeah, hundred percent. So PPC to launch. Um, did you have any other strategies? Did you do any Vine reviews or anything like that to get your first reviews, or did you just wait for them organically to come in?
1: No, no, no Vine, no
0: Vine for that first business. No. Yeah. Just cool. organic. Yeah. And then well, when you said PPC as well, PPC is a pretty big animal. So we've got things like you know sponsored brands. We've got sponsored display. We've got Yeah, obviously sponsored products automatic or um, manual keyword target how did you structure your advertising
1: yeah so i i I went quite granular um so you know each each product had its own i guess portfolio of campaigns yeah um and then there's there's separate budgets for you know broad match exact match phrase match and then there's kind of um high volume low volume mm. keywords I think for the next one I'd if I was to, if I were to do it myself I'd probably combine some of those buckets together so I won't go as granular but I, yeah. I still would like to have that level of granularity so, you can, so I guess there's more things to control more levers to kind of control
0: yeah you can identify where things are perhaps going a little bit wonky mm-hmm. when you've got that very granular level of control across keywords and yeah, match types exactly. and things like that, yeah. And then, did you do videos or anything like that for your products?
1: Oh, look, I mean, there was a just I guess PowerPoint slide that was turned into a video. That'll do. So nothing, nothing professional from a like a studio model perspective, mm. but just you know features and benefits over a slideshow, a bit of a bit of music over it. So yeah
0: that'll do did you do that yourself or did you find someone to do it for you it was just it was just canva yeah right i have yeah. to look at that i don't think i've used canvas sort of video thing it sounds pretty cool
1: yeah no it's good canvas
0: very good yeah i love canva um credit yeah. well the founder was an australian woman i believe yeah that's right yeah it's yeah. amazing what a story she's yeah. a unicorn so she yeah probably doesn't have anyway um all right, so what in the end though, like before you sold your business, what were your revenues looking like monthly? I was
1: doing about 120
0: 130 a month. That's fantastic with eight yeah. products thereabouts. I've got seven products, yeah. Yeah, seven yeah. and with, variate, with some variations in there as well. Yeah, that's, that's including the members. yeah, Yeah. Oh, wow. Mate, yeah. That's unbelievable. And then you had an exit as well recently too, didn't yeah. you? I think it was last year. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah that's fantastic. And so that a few was ago. It was actually a few months yeah. ago. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that process for you? Are you are you happy to talk about it?
1: Oh, I can touch on it on, on elements yeah. of it, yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think in general it's I, the experience was um it took long it, it took much longer than expected. Like it took you mm. know many months actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of back and forth DD um you know, it was a good group that I that I was dealing with, the acquirer. They were, yep. they, were they were good to deal with, um, but yeah, just be prepared to to be accessible, I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, just you know, re- requests could come in, and you got to turn that around pretty quickly. Yeah, so I yeah. Think- it was just very stressful, to be completely honest with you, the whole process. Like, it, it, it was smooth, but in the same way, I guess maybe it was a personal thing. Like, it was just you know, there's so much at stake and. Yeah. I think, I think any entrepreneur
0: who's running a business will feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think you guys were talking about how you had like family things planned and then you just have to cancel because they, you know the potential buyer wanted some financial information from you that you had right. to sit down and nut yeah. out and there was just a lot of interruptions to your life while you were trying to turn things around as quickly as possible to keep the exactly right. deal flow you know moving yeah. as you know s- smoothly, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of commitment yeah, yeah. and sacrifice from you guys to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, so, did you go through a broker, or was it I don't know, an aggregator? Or you're not you're not happy to talk about that?
1: Uh, I, I can't mention that. But um, yeah, fair enough. It was,
0: um, yeah, because yeah, a lot of NDAs around this sort of stuff, so i to be really careful, and yeah. you do too. So yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So you mentioned Zonguru, Helium Ten. Were there any other tools that you used to to grow your business?
1: Yeah, I, I was using something called Sellerize. Oh yeah. It's like a uh, dashboard tool. It's got um, heaps of little, heaps of functionality. There's dashboard um, like financial dash, dashboard. There's PPC dashboard. There's like returns. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like you know, um, I guess notifications when things change on the listing. It's, it's, it's yeah. good. It's That's good. a pretty yeah. Seller board, seller rise. Seller really board cool. is, is one that a lot of people use. It. Yeah. Yeah. Same a lot of. With.
0: Yeah, so very similar, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's about 50-50 coin co- toin costs, <laughs> coin toss. Sorry about that. Uh, awesome. Uh, what was the next question I was going to ask you? I just ran any tips and tactics that you would recommend. You know, you've grown your business literally within, what, three years to yes. a substantial exit with eight products. You started with two. Well, are there any tips that you would any other tips that you would recommend, or maybe? Yeah,
1: I guess yeah. maybe I'll, I'll give a few tips that could, you know, people at different levels could potentially benefit from. So I think from from a beginner's perspective, mm-hmm. I would say that, um, like, not to underestimate yourself and and um, just refuse to, to to quit, and 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 I'll elaborate on that. So you know, in launching our business, we had product suspension, account suspension, uh, lawsuit. Uh, listings hacked. Um, then you got COVID disruptions, like it's just pretty much anything that has any shit that could have been thrown at you, we've we we we, yeah. we um we have experienced with. it. And I guess it just comes down to whether you're willing to like how bad do you want success? Yeah. And or in my case, how badly do you want to quit, you know, my nine to five? And that that for me was like, you know, there's just no other option. You just gotta you gotta just keep moving forward. Um, the other, I guess for, for some other folks, um, I just didn't take a salary as well. Mm-hmm. Just all the profits just kept getting reinvested in the business. Yep. Um, I think the payday was the exit. Yep. You know, some people may want to run a business to try to have some, you know, passive income, which I don't think there's anything passive about Amazon. I think if you want yep. passive income, invest in real estate. Yep. But, yeah, like for me, this was just a vehicle to compound uh, capital, so just don't take any money out. Just keep going exactly um, yeah, until the payday. And I guess um, you know maybe another thing is to just, just be in the right networks. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: surround yourself with other sellers that are that have been there, done that. Like a, a good mastermind is very important. I've got a very good mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all you know they're all seven figure sellers. Yeah, they all experience the same shit that that uh, you know most sellers go through. And, and, and importantly they're constantly learning yep and kind of bouncing ideas so
0: yeah super important masterminds yeah, yeah. that's sure. why regina and i are holding ours in in uh, bali yeah later this year yeah um yeah. you mentioned a lawsuit was that in relation to ip or
1: something or yeah, it's just a trademark oh. trademark yeah okay so um you know went on squad help to get a trademark thought it was the coolest name um in hindsight it just sounded too close to a, um, a multinational, and then you know, I think it was like year one or two into selling, mm-hmm. then get this uh, cease and desist letter. Um, Ouch! Basically, basically everything had to be you know shut down, re- rebranded, repackaged. Everything out of Amazon. You can't change your brand on Amazon, despite what some people may tell you. No. So you lose all your reviews and and all yep. your ranking. You got to start from scratch. So. That yeah. is a killer blow. But it's it's just it depends on the narrative you want to you want to you live by. Like you just it's shit happens. You have got to keep moving forward. Like yeah, what, what can you do a, about it? You can just quit, a, but it's not an
0: option. Years. Oh, yeah, but the thing is though that you've got a taste of success. You know you can do it now, and you've already had. You know, there's been a lot of revenue going through your Amazon business up to that point when that when it hit the fan. Yeah, you just gotta start again, but you know exactly what to do this time, right?
1: That's right. The the, the product works clearly. Yeah. the system works as well. Yes. And I think the only difference between a seller who's doing, you know, relatively well on Amazon and, and, and or not is just the products. Yeah. Like it's not it's not like someone's particularly more talented. It's just that their the product selection and you know, the product market fit has 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 um you know has has kind of registered with the, with the consumers, that's it. That's right. So, like, if you fail, just just send it in again. In this case, the product was working I just got sued. So, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You'd be crazy.
0: Product. Yeah, you'd be yeah. crazy not to keep it going. There's another thing you mentioned, too, about being
1: hacked. What was it the go there? Oh, just people doing dodgy, like changing your listing. Um, I, don't, I don't know how the hell that even happened, but, you know, you wake up and then you're getting someone... First of all, this like this was one of the early products. Someone's hijacked the listing. So then like for some somehow they figured out that I'm I'm based in Australia time zone. So like when, when I when I went to bed <laughs> that's when the, the um the hijacker came online. They jumped So on then there was a few like, you know, one AM, two AM calls of Amazon seller seller support saying, Hey mate, this is um you know, what's going on here with this you know, what's this going guy. on with the listing The colors change as well. Like, so, you know, for example, you're selling a product that's white and then it's overnight, it turns pink. So, someone's just uploaded like a pink picture of your photo. And then, you know, your customers are like, oh, you know, I'm ordering a pink product, but then why am I receiving a white one? So, this obviously just malicious trying to damage your listening. That's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds to me like a vendor central attack where someone has managed to get editing rights over your products and then yeah you know, it seems so like kind of stepped it stepped up yeah that's nasty yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, it could even be things like completeness of listing like for example i mean don't quote me on this but you know we all know that the listings are not owned by the seller um i mean obviously with brand registry there's a bit more protection but um you know if you when you're starting out um and you've got let's just say a listing that's not super high quality someone could upload a picture that's like it's got more pixels than yours mm-hmm. and then you know the the algorithm might be oh, this is a this is a high quality improvement to the listing
0: yeah
1: or you know that that type of thing they've filled out some keywords in the back end that's that you may have had missing and then it's like yeah. so the, the the update to the listing is of high quality and then it, it gets accepted so yeah it's not going to make sure you fill in all the all the all, all the, the fields,
0: fields that- as many as possible, and that's right, so that you yeah. maintain as much editing rights over those particular field inputs that's right. um, and hopefully keep the bad guys out. Because they can, they put, they, you know, I've seen it happen where trademarks of brands have been uploaded into, you know, just pesticide-type product, you know, yeah. words like mould and stuff have been added to have products suspended, you know, and leaving sellers right. Right. with a suspended product for a pesticide problem, like, going, well, how did that happen? Yeah. Or appetite. even, um,
1: it, you know, that's that's right. So you've got you've got that type of thing to try to trigger a suspension, but you've also got uh, someone attacked the listing um, by putting, you know, I'll, I'll give as much detail without giving away the product, but let's just say that your, um, let's just say that you have a, a cleaning product mm-hmm. um, that is reusable, yep, and and because it uses like some type of material that's reusable, Mm -hmm. then someone had gone in there who knows the market and and like changed what the product is made of to something that's degradable and needs to keep getting replaced. Oh, right. So, so so people are obviously, like people are watching your listing quite closely and thinking, you know, how can I attack this person? That's right. Um, You know, maybe that's, that's probably the best example. Yep.
0: Yeah well they, look they can i mean we're talking about the worst things that can possibly happen on amazon just about it's not it's not mm-hmm. this doesn't happen all the time so i think if people are kind of going oh i was thinking about selling amazon and now i'm not going to i think don't you know this is a pretty rare situation i said i mean mm-hmm. i managed hundreds of products for lots of different sellers on amazon or companies mm-hmm. that i represent and help them and i've we haven't had an issue in the last twelve months. Oh, maybe one, I think, and that's out of hundreds. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, not, it's not all bad. Yeah.
1: But, no, of um, course it's not all bad. Of course not. All mm,
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean, the other, the other classic as well is when they switch a product from and they they flag it as an adult product, so immediately disappears yeah, from the search yeah, right, the search results. That. And, yeah, that's another yeah. one. People are going, "What happened to my listing? It's not. I can't find it anymore." Well, now you yeah. know. So, better check that one. That's a bit of a doozy. You also get
1: another funniest one is the, is the, is the returns scam. Um, Talk to about that. To a, friend, a friend of mine. Mm. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll get some malicious buyers to buy your products mm-hmm. and then they'll, they'll return it, but they'll put something else in there and then they'll complain that an item was not as described. So, for example, um, you know, one of my friends had a product that was purchased and then the return was like a bunch of protein bars. Right. So then, you know, there's a whole bunch of re- returns that were like stuffed with protein bars, and then and you're like, well, I'm not selling protein bars, and then, I, th- I guess the intention was to try to get you pulled from Amazon for selling the wrong wrong product. Well, yeah,
0: that's that's nasty. It's
1: crazy what people get up to. I tell you that. Uh,
0: yeah, it can be. Um, yeah. Anyway park that did you do any work off Amazon like you mentioned that for your new brand that you're starting you and setter are starting up and I'm assuming yeah. sometime this year I think you were talking sort of like what three products a quarter or something I can't remember but it, you, know, you mentioned that you were sort of thinking about doing some some launching and sophisticated launching off Amazon is that something
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you sort of started building before you sold the last brand
1: no so so for the new brand you know it would be there'll be Instagram there's you know, off off Amazon, you know, like Shopify, Facebook, okay. you know, funnels, all that type of stuff. Like that's that's our intention. Yep. But certainly for the old brand there was none of that. It was just it was a pretty basic sure. website. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so was... pretty basic website, blogs, but the links driving traffic back into Amazon. Nice
0: one. Amazon loves that. Did you have any other marketplace though apart from the US? Yeah. Did you go into like Canada? No. Nah. Europe? No. Nah.
1: I mean, there was, there was, there was the, there was like a bit of Canadian sales that came through, but that's, that wasn't by, that wasn't by intent. That was just, just incidental. You know, Amazon's using the, the, the inventory from your, your North American inventory and doing it. Yep.
0: Nice one. Boy, oh boy, what a story this has been. So let's, let's sum it up. You've started in 2019. I remember, <laughs> I remember people, podcasts I used to listen to back in 2017 where, you know, the presenter was asking guests, you know, is it too late to start selling on Amazon? That was like in 2017. Look at you. 2019, you started up, got yourself a, a, a suite of products, three of them or so, launched them and then exited for a really good exit, you know, a couple of months ago, 2022. That is ridiculous. So amazing. And then you're st- and you're going around again and doing it all again. How good is that? Yeah,
1: I think, that, I mean, my comment to that is like, it's only too late if you don't believe in, capitalism and, and the ability to bring, like, innovative products to market. Like, there's always new products. That, I mean, if I think it's too late if you're just selling stuff that's off the shelf that every, you know, everyone and their dog is selling. I think that's I think yep. that's too late. And and, and uh, that was even too late for me. I wish I was in those – I wish I found out about Amazon in, like, 14, 15 because yeah. I heard that you could literally just get crap from Alibaba and just dump it on there and start oh, printing. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, that's, that's not the reality, so –
0: yeah. no and a lot of those sellers that were doing really well in those days because they were lazy and it was easy they're all gone yeah you know, they just didn't oh, sort didn't of surprise me. yeah they just didn't didn't really try and, you know keep up they just sort of went oh well, it's the end of that so yeah that's i'm just so thrilled for you guys thanks heaps yeah. mate for this chat I'm really appreciate it that was brilliant if people wanted to get in touch with you would you be okay with that yeah you can just reach out to me on uh, on facebook so yeah. that's michael gow yeah Uh, G-U-O G-U-O yeah perfect awesome mate thanks so much again for coming on the show and um, yeah hope that pass cross again really soon same to you links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast don't forget to subscribe on iTunes Stitcher or your favourite podcast platform sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode thanks so much again for listening